Welcome to the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Uriah Beagle, and with me today is Mr. Richard Young. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today, we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible. Today is day number 17, and we'll be reading the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verses 16 through 28, Genesis 46, and Genesis 47, verses 1 through 27. Let's dive in. Genesis 45, verses 16 through 28. When the news reached Pharaoh's house that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and his servants were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, do as follows. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan. Then bring your father and your families and return to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat from the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your young children and your wives, and bring your father and come back. But pay no regard to your belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Israel did as they were told. Joseph gave them wagons, as Pharaoh had instructed, and he gave them provisions for their journey. He gave new garments to each of them, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothing. And he sent to his father the following, ten donkeys loaded with the best of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and provisions for his father's journey. Then Joseph sent his brothers on their way, and as they were leaving, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So the brothers went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. Joseph is alive, they said, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. But Jacob was stunned, for he did not believe them. However, when they relayed all that Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob was revived. Enough, declared Israel. My son Joseph is still alive. I will go to see him before I die. Genesis chapter 46. So Israel set out with all that he had, and when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. That night God spoke to Israel in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he said, here I am replied Jacob. I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you into Egypt, and I will surely bring you back, and Joseph's own hands will close your eyes. Then Jacob departed from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel took their father Jacob in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him, along with their wives and children. They also took the livestock and possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. And Jacob and all his offspring went to Egypt. Jacob took with him to Egypt his sons and his grandsons and his daughters and granddaughters, all of his offspring. Now these are the names of the sons of Israel, Jacob and his descendants who went down into Egypt. Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu. Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, 
Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez, Hezron, and Hamul, the sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Job, and Zimran, the sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These are the sons of Leah, born to Jacob in Paran Haram, in addition to his daughter Dinah. The total number of sons and daughters was 33. The sons of Gad, Ziphion, Haggai, Shuni, Esban, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The children of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beria, and their sister, Sarah the sons of Bariah, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Jacob, born to Zilpah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Leah, sixteen in all, the children of Rachel. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt by Asenoth, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. The sons of Benjamin... Bela, Becker, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Muppin, Huppin, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, born to Jacob, fourteen in all. The son of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jahaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shilem. These are the sons of Jacob who were born to Bilhah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those belonging to Jacob who came to Egypt, his direct descendants, besides the wives of Jacob's sons, numbered 66 persons. And with the two sons that had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family who went down into Egypt were 70 in all. Now Jacob had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When Jacob's family arrived in the land of Goshen, Joseph prepared a chariot and went there to meet his father Israel. Joseph presented himself to him, embraced him, and wept profusely. Then Israel said to Joseph, Finally I can die, now that I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and inform Pharaoh, My brothers and my father's household come from the land of Canaan, and they are with me. The men are shepherds. They raise livestock, and they have brought their flocks and herds and all that they own. When Pharaoh summons you and asks, What is your occupation? You are to say, Your servants have raised livestock ever since our youth, both we and our fathers. Then you will be allowed to settle in the land of Goshen, since all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. Genesis 47, verses 1 through 27. So Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and my brothers with their livestock and herds and all they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. And he chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. What is your occupation? Pharaoh asked Joseph's brothers. Your servants are shepherds, they replied, both we and our fathers. Then they said to Pharaoh, we have come to live in the land for a time because there is no pasture for our flocks of your servants since the famine in the land of Canaan has been severe. 
So now, please allow your servants to settle in the land of Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have come to you, the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and brothers in the best part of the land. They may dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know of any talented men among them, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and presented him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How many years have you lived? Pharaoh asked. My travels have lasted 130 years, Jacob replied. My years have been few and hard, and they have not matched the years of the travels of my father. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and departed from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and brothers in the land of Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph also provided his father and brothers and all his father's household with food for their families. There was no food, however, in all that region because the famine was so severe. The lands of Egypt and Canaan had been exhausted by the famine. Joseph collected all the money to be found in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain they were buying, and he brought it into Pharaoh's palace. When the money from the lands of Egypt and Canaan was gone, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? For our funds have run out. Then bring me your livestock, said Joseph. Since the money is gone, I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their flocks and herds, and their donkeys. Throughout that year, he provided them with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the second year and said, We cannot hide from our Lord that our money is gone and all our livestock belongs to you. There is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes, we and our land as well? Purchase us and our land in exchange for food. Then we, along with our land, will be slaves to Pharaoh. Give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph acquired for Pharaoh all the land in Egypt. The Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was so severe upon them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he did not acquire the priest portion of the land, for it had been given to them by Pharaoh. They ate the rations that Pharaoh supplied, so they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Now that I have acquired you and your land for Pharaoh this day, here is seed for you to sow in the land. At harvest time you are to give a fifth of it to Pharaoh, and four-fifths will be yours as seed for the fields and food for yourselves and your households and children. You have saved our lives, they said. We have found favor in our Lord's eyes, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. So Joseph established a law that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh, and it is in effect in the land of Egypt to this day. Only the priest's land does not belong to Pharaoh. Now the Israelites settled in the land of Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and became fruitful and greatly increased in number. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you've bestowed upon your children, both ancient and new. 
Thank you for the blessing of your word as we continue to study it. Help open our eyes to what you have to reveal to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Start the story off with Pharaoh showing that he's grateful for Egypt being saved, providing some blessings from him, some material blessings to Joseph as he departs. Yeah. Joseph's a hero, right? He saved the whole land of Egypt, but not only Egypt, the whole known world at that time is going to be saved because he had that interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams. Like they stored up the grain, they kept going. Going back to a couple of days ago when we were yep. talking about the comparisons between Joseph and Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, how he's quite the communicator. He loads up all these wagons with the fat of the land of Egypt and says, Dad, we got it really good down here, right? He's sending a message without verbally communicating that. And because he knows that not only the words are important, but what can his dad actually see about the goodness of the land down there? Yeah, and I I think one of the other things, too, is that Joseph was still a servant in Pharaoh's household at Mm. this time, so he may even not have been allowed to go if he would have wanted to. Pharaoh had a pretty tight leash on on his throne, from what we can see, and Joseph, being his most powerful servant, would have been entrusted with a lot and had a lot of stuff to do while this caravan was working its way back to Canaan. Sure, and and I wonder if... And this is just, I wonder, it's not in the text, but Pharaoh's like, man, if I got one of them, I can get his whole family down here. Can you imagine how, how awesome this is going to be? Well, uh, he, and we see that in the text. Yeah, right? he yeah, sequesters them later. He says, if you have any talented men, I Bingo. want them to be my livestock watchers. Right, right. He, if, if you know of any talented men is what he said, right? Yep. Now, the next part we get is kind of a list of Jacob's descendants as they're all coming down. We Mm -hmm. get 70 in all. Two interesting notes from there is that we have Onan and Ur called out for their wicked practices of being slain by the Lord. Mm. So Onan, he did not fulfill his marriage obligation. To his deceased brother. Yeah, to his deceased brother. It wasn't his own obligation per se, but it it was God's command... Be fruitful and multiply. Raise up godly seed. Because hmm. that's always been the Lord's intent is for his children to reproduce. You know, one of the things we talked about very early on in this series was be fruitful and multiply. Make disciples who can make disciples who can make disciples. That's God's heart. Ur is another interesting case in that he is so wicked you ever make those jokes about getting struck by lightning for doing something? Well, that may have been what happened to him. We don't know. We just know he was exceedingly wicked, and the Lord slew him. Mm. Mm. Now, on we go to Judah, one of the sons that we've seen do a couple of things so far, gets to kind of lead the caravan down. He goes ahead to find out where Goshen is and where he's supposed to go. Where is the family going to settle once they get there? Mm, yeah, it's two things come to mind there. Judah's name means praise. I will praise the Lord. I will praise God. And so many times praising the Lord brings us into his presence, mm. right? That's, that's the, an entry into the Holy of Holies. But here he is, a scout, right? He's kind of, he goes ahead of them so that 
he knows the exact way into Goshen, then he can come back and lead the whole family in. And uh, many times in our worship services, we talk about, you know, just getting our hearts right before the Lord. And one of the ways that we can do that is forget about all the stuff that we bring to the Lord's presence and start by the recognition that we're here just to praise him, just to give him glory, just to honor our Heavenly Father in every way. And we start the services with praise. Mm -hmm. Next we have Jacob and Joseph's reaction. I think it's just a fantastic sign of love between a father and son that they embrace each other and start weeping Mm -hmm. profusely. Unrequited joy that they are hugging each other and weeping at being reunited. A man who he thought was dead for years. Right, right. And, and and instructed in that way, right? His own son said, hey, he's dead. Yeah. Right? Nobody really knew that he wasn't dead. Nobody knew that he was alive until the brothers get down there and say, oh, my goodness, it's Joseph. And they, they still are carrying guilt and shame. And we'll see that in a later reading. When their father does die, they're like, oh, guys, what are we going to do? It's like, <laughs> is, is Joseph really sincere? Is he really going to continue to prosper us and give us life? So anyway, that's looking to our father. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there's no food in the whole land of Egypt and Canaan. It's interesting to me how there's this progression of entrance into slavery. So they sell all their money. They give all their money to buy food because what do they want? They want to stay alive. Then they give all their livestock away because they want to stay alive. And we have to have food to live, right? But that's not all we need. Spoiler alert. Then they give their bodies and our land. They're willing to sell themselves completely into slavery to Pharaoh, who is, of course, a picture, a type, if you will, of our adversary, who wants to own us, body, soul, and spirit. But there's going to be a way out, right? There's going to be salvation coming. Mm-hmm. But this, these are pictures, and we'll get to uh, a deliverer for the whole tribe of Israel who's going to come in, in the next book. But, yeah, stay tuned. We're, we're looking forward to talking with you more and sharing This exciting story of how God delivers his people again and again and again, right down into 2024, God is delivering you and me. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day 18 of the Bible in a Year with Manna. God bless.